0: If you're saved this morning and you love the Lord, say amen. amen. Luke chapter number 11, and we'll begin reading the text in verse number 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed and I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not arise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will arise and give him, notice this phrase in the text, as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and him that seeketh find, and him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And of course, we know the answer to those questions is no, because the father has the best interest of his child in mind. Then he tells us in verse 13, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit unto them that ask him? I gather, reading this text, that God... Answers prayer. I don't believe today that God would invite you and I into the throne of grace if he was not the prayer hearing and the prayer answering God. I remember the song we sang in Sunday school as a little boy. God answers prayer in the morning. God answers prayer at noon. And God answers prayer in the evening to keep our hearts in tune. I'm glad He has promised that He would answer our prayer. I'm glad today that Jesus Christ is our advocate at the right hand of the Father to hear and answer our prayer. Here in our text today, there is what I call a twofold illustration of answered prayer. The last part of our text, verse 11, 12, and 13. He uses what I call the father illustration. God answers prayer based on the fact that he is our father. He is our heavenly father. He is our loving father. He is our blessed father. And because God is our father, he answers our prayer. The father has the best interest of his child in mind. And I believe today that our Heavenly Father has our best interest in mind. And as a father loves his child, guides his child, provides for his child, yea, even chastens his child. I'm glad my Heavenly Father loves me. I'm glad he leads me, provides for me, guides me, yes, even chastens me. Because that's how I know that he loves me. Because who the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And I'm glad, based on the fact that he is our Father, he answers prayer. The first part of the text, verse 5, down to verse number 8, is what we will zero in today. But he uses what I call not only the Father illustration, but he uses what I call the Friend illustration. Illustration. He not only answers prayer in the fact that he is our Father, but he answers prayer because he is our friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. I'm glad to tell you today that he is not a fake friend. He is not a false friend, he is not a frivolous friend. He is a real, true friend. Someone said, what kind of friend is Jesus? Well, he is what I call a Proverbs kind of friend. Proverbs lays down the qualifications of a true friend. He said, number one, a friend loveth at all times. He said, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He said, if a man's going to have friends, he must take the initiative and show himself friendly. Can I remind you that Jesus Christ meets all three of those qualifications. He took the initiative and loved us when we were unlovable. Yes, he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And yes, he is a friend that loveth at all times. I am not proud of it. I'm not bragging upon it. But I'm telling you, though I fail the Lord, he has never failed me. He is our friend. Pop Spear put it this way in the great song, he's the dearest friend I ever had. I love what Jesus said in John 15, greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friend. And so I'm glad he answers prayer based on the fact that he is my father, and he answers prayer based on the fact that he is my friend. And what about this text I love is the same one that is my father is my friend. And the same one that's my friend is my father. He's my fatherly friend and he's my friendly father. Please don't ask me to say that again. But I'm glad that God answers prayer because he is my father and he is my friend. Well, in this friend text today, as I was reading this, there were three particular friends that come to light. There are three different friends embedded in this text. Now, according to verse 5, the very first verse of this parable, the setting of this takes place at midnight. The setting takes place at midnight when these three friends come to light. And so with that in mind, I want to preach today On this subject, three friends in the midnight hour. Three friends in the midnight hour. And I believe if you know your Bible, and according to our dear brother's Sunday school lesson today, that dispensationally speaking, we are living in the midnight hour of time. You know what midnight is? It's the closing of an old day and the beginning of a brand new day. I believe we are living in the midnight hour of time. I believe this day of trouble, this day of death, this day of sin, this day of iniquity is about to be over. And I'm glad the next thing on God's prophetic time clock is the sounding of the trumpet, the shout of the voice of the archangel. And ladies and gentlemen, we're about to leave this world of sin and sorrow. I heard two fellas the other day arguing about. I mean fussing about. I mean angry at one another. On who was going to inherit the earth. So I thought I would throw my two cents in. And I said buddy as far as I'm concerned. Both of you can have it. Because I'm looking for a new heaven. And a new earth. We are living in the midnight hour of time. And the three friends embedded in this text is a picture of three friends in this day, in this hour, even in this place in which we live. One of those friends is a picture of a sinner that needs the Lord. The second friend is a picture of a servant, someone who God sends to win that sinner to the Lord, and that third friend is a picture of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a friend of sinners. Let's look in our text today at these three friends in the midnight hour. Friend number one, who is a picture of the sinner. I call him today the eager friend. He is the eager friend. Because according to this text, here is a man, and he's hungry, he's empty, he's longing, he is searching, he's going from door to door, from house to house in the midnight hour. And he is not asking for money, he is not asking for wealth, he's not asking for power, but he's simply asking for a morsel of bread to satisfy the hunger that is in him in the midnight hour. Now you say, Brother Joe, why do you say this is a picture of a sinner? I'll tell you why. Man was not created in the image of a tadpole. Man was not created in the image of a lizard. Man was not created in the image of a monkey. Man was created in the image of Almighty God. Therefore, that means that in the heart, the soul, the life of every living human being is a place that's reserved for God and God alone. In every human life, there is a place that's reserved for God and God alone. There is a chasm, there is a void, there is a hole, there is an emptiness. And money cannot fill that. Fame cannot feel that. Pleasure cannot feel that. Sin cannot fill that. The chasm, the void that's in every person's life can only be fulfilled by a relationship with God through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ in the soul of every human being. In the life of every man and woman and boy and girl, there is an eager, there is a hunger, there is a thirst, there is a longing. Trying to find something that satisfy their soul and bring them contentment and bring them uh, acceptance. May I remind you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, you can search this world over. You can try everything there is to try and some people have. But until you meet Jesus Christ and get the bread, well, you'll never hunger and the water that you'll never thirst and the life that you will never die and the ham that you can never be plucked from, you'll never know joy. You'll never know peace. You'll never know satisfaction. You'll never know life until you know Jesus Christ The world doesn't have the answer. Dead religion doesn't have the answer. Sin doesn't have the answer. But Christ is the hope and Christ is the peace and Christ is the answer. And this world is hungry for bread in the midnight hour of time. I was riding down the road the other night trying to stay awake and so I thought I would listen to the radio. This talk show came on. And I'm telling you, you have never lived until you do two things. Go to Walmart past midnight and listen to a talk show in the wee hours of the morning. This radio announcer got up, he said, ladies and gentlemen, I've just graduated with my degree in psychology. And so I'm opening this radio program up to anybody that listens. Whatever your problem is, whatever your trouble is, call me. I've got answers. The first thing I thought, oh boy, you've never pastored a Baptist church or you would never open up that can of worms. Can I get an amen? Brother, they called him from everywhere. I I didn't, I must have lived a sheltered life. I did not know people could get in such a mess. Brother, it blew my mind, but it also blew his because after about an hour, he said, stop do not call me anymore. You people are crazier than loons, do not call me. I don't have any more answers, I don't know what to tell you, and he started crying. Well, I've never called a talk show in my life. Boy, I whipped out my little Verizon, and I was gonna call. And by the will of God before the foundation of the world, no signal but I want to call so bad and say, patch me through. Let Dr. Jojo have a kick at that. Tell him to call me back. I don't have a lot of answers, but I have one answer. I don't have a lot of solutions, but I have one. I don't have a lot of antidotes, but I have one. I don't have a multitude or a myriad of alternatives, but I have one, call back. You got questions, we have an answer and his name is Jesus Christ. The rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright of the morning star, the king of every king, and the Lord of every lords. And may I say to you today, if there's a longing in your heart and a ho- unholy feeling struggling in your breast, and there is a chasm, and there is a void, and there is a need in your life, look to the cross and look to Jesus. He saves, he satisfies. Christ didn't used to be the answer. He's still the answer. He's the only answer. and there's no other answer outside of Jesus Christ. Men and women and boys and girls are longing and looking and hungry for bread, for God, for life, for joy, for peace in the midnight hour. He's a sinner, he's eager, he's hungry. He's looking for something. Friend number two, he's a picture of a servant. He is a picture of the Christian. He is a picture of you and I. You say, hi, that? Because in this text, this second friend has been strategically, providentially placed in the path of this man who was hungry and looking for something in the midnight hour. By the way, you know where the church is tonight? You know why the church is still here today? You know why we've not been raptured to heaven? On day something, the very moment you trusted Christ as your savior, you were as ready for heaven then as you're ever going to be. But God has left the servants. He has left the church. He has left the body, the building, the bride of Christ. He has left you and I in this world. We've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. God has put us in this place strategically, prophetically, on purpose, in the path of hungry, lost, eager, searching sinners. God has put us in their path because we have the bread. We have the way. We have the hope. We have the answer. We have the life. And it's our responsibility to help sinners find bread in the midnight hour. Let me just ask you this. I wonder how many today you're glad when you were lost and undone without God or his son. God, put somebody in your path that knew the Lord, that knew the peace, that knew the joy. Why, they couldn't save you. They couldn't emancipate you. They couldn't deliver you from sin, but they pointed you to one who can, who will, and who does. Thank God for the servant in the midnight hour. That first friend is the eager friend, but I call this second friend the empty friend. You say, Brother Joe, why would you call this servant an empty friend? Well, according to his own admission, He says to this man who's knocking on his door at midnight, I'm hungry. I need bread. But he says, I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't have what you need. I'm sorry. You've caught me on a bad day. You've caught me on a bad night. I, I just don't have what you need. You say, oh, Brother Arthur, how in the world could you say that That's a picture of the church. Because let's admit it. Sometimes we're not what we ought to be. Sometimes we're not prayed up. Sometimes we're not filled up. Sometimes we're not read up. Sometimes we're just plain old backslid and cold and apathetic and indifferent. But ladies and gentlemen, when we're cold, backslidden, indifferent, apathetic, we can't meet the need of this world that needs the Lord. And let me ask you this, aren't you glad when you was a sinner, lost without God, the people that came into your life, aren't you glad they were not apathetic, they were not empty, they were not backslidden, they were not cold and indifferent? I don't believe America needs any more cold Christians. I don't believe America needs any more cold churches. I don't believe America needs any more preachers and deacons and teachers and Christians running on empty. By the way, there is no excuse for a child of God to run on empty. We can have the fullness of power and the fullness of the anointing and the fullness of the bread of God in our life. God has put us in the path of people that need peace. They need joy. They need hope. And we need to be hot, full, anointed, running over. We don't need to run on empty. We need some fresh, warm, hot bread from heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the answer. Let's give it to them. We've got the peace and the joy. Let's give it to them. That's what revival is about. God, fill us warm us and give us what we need so this lost and dying world can hear the gospel and be saved and we can fulfill our divine calling that God has put upon our life. I see this eager friend, he's a sinner, he's looking for bread. I see this empty friend, he's a servant and he needs to get a hold of something because well, somebody's depending upon him, Oh, but in closing, I see the third friend. He's a picture of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, how does he picture Jesus? Because he's got bread when nobody else has bread. You know, I enjoyed that so much. Can I say that again? He's a picture of the Savior. He's a picture of Jesus. Because he's got bread when nobody else has bread. Now, that first friend, he's eager. That second friend, he's empty. Oh, but that third friend, Jesus, I call him the efficient friend because he had bread even at midnight. He not only had enough bread at midnight, he had more than enough bread. I'm about to feel good right here. He had more than enough bread at midnight. And he was willing to get up at midnight and give that man what he needed to fulfill his divine appointment. You say, well, you said those three friends represent three people that's here today. You better believe it. There may be a lost person here today needing the bread. Christ is the answer. There may be some saints of God that needs an old-fashioned Bread warming up revival. But I know somebody else is here today, and it's more than the evangelist, and it's more than the preacher, and it's more than the teachers, it's more than the members. The Lord God Almighty through the person of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit has moved upon us and the bread is here and the life is here and the peace is here and it may be dark, it may be sinful, it may be apostate, it may be iniquity abounding on every hand, but our friend named Jesus Christ is willing and able to arise in this moment and give us the bread and the power and the revival that we need. Christ can give us what we need in the midnight hour because he's the Savior who's got bread. I'm going to pick up where I left off tonight because I ain't done with this passage. But in closing, the only reason I see for anybody not to get what they need is in this text. Ask, seek, and knock. You ask, you seek, you knock, you get the bread. And somebody needs it in your life. Let's get a hold of our friend and let our friend get a hold of us. We're standing all over the building.